how would you like to earn more money while taking more time off? It seems a bit fanciful. It seems like something that's not really obtainable. In the world of entrepreneurship, so many of us see the opposite. We actually put in more, longer, harder hours just to achieve meager results in the end. That's why I'm super excited to have David Pierce with us today. He's going to dive into actually teaching us how to make this a reality, to earn more money while taking more time off. David Pierce has built a successful dentistry business, sold that off, and has now achieved financial and time freedom. He's authored two books and now helps people like you and me to achieve the success that we've dreamed of. David, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Mike, my pleasure. Thanks for the uh, opportunity. Awesome. Well, I want to dive right into it. David, how do you help people actually earn more money while taking more time off? Sure. Well, uh, if, if you recall that there's a this thought that Atlas said you know, the right length lever, you can move the globe. So it's really about leverage. Uh, so leverage can be time, leverage can be money, leverage can be any asset you have, including yourself or your team. So uh, that would be the first thing is leverage what you have. And then probably the, the second thing is a mind shift to thinking that revenue has nothing to do with time. It has to do with the actual volume per unit of time. So the typical thing is if I want to make more money, I'm going to work more hours. But then at the same point in time, if you said, well, but if you could double your pay, you could earn twice as much in the same number of hours, or you could earn the same amount in half the number of hours. Simple concepts. We all can appreciate those. So then applying those to your business really can be in, in any of many different directions. But probably the first thing, so as a dentist, you know, we have kind of set hours. In a sense, sense I'll say what would appear to be profitability hours, you know, work in the business, not on the business, but in the business, you know, when are you open? Oh, eight to five, this days a week. So if you looked at that and they said, the typical focus icing on people is, well, I'll be open, you know, five days a week. And then if you look at capacity, that whole thing and say, well, so you, so every single minute of, of that time is filled. There's no open time. And if there was, then I would say, well, then why are you in the office? Just close it. You know, you don't need to sit around and stare at each other. So automatically you might pick up time right there, especially new businesses. I find that new businesses oftentimes are looking to say, well, I have the capacity for two days a week to send people. Okay, so open two and a half days. Cram them all into two days, not five. Be really productive in those and focus on on production per hour, not production per week or per month or per cycle. So that's one. Two, certainly would be, I think that especially for small entrepreneurs, we start off as the businesses oftentimes us or it's us and one other person and then at some point it should grow so now it's two people three people four people but many times the entrepreneur is still doing things that they always had to do and they're still doing them themselves sometimes they like doing them sometimes not sometimes they're good at it sometimes not but they keep doing those and that's one of the easiest quickest places to apply leverage is start trusting at one empowering teaching your team coaching them how to do those things and then let them grow into leadership positions within their own space so that they are running those, freeing you up to do more things. So then maybe the other concept outside of leverage that I would add to that other than thinking dollars per 
hour, dollars per unit of time, not total dollars, would be the idea of like how do we how do we create how do we intentionally create more dollars per hour, and that to me goes more conceptually, which is try to create a niche of something. A niche could be anything. I like could, could any business, especially in the United States. Editorial comment there. Uh, United States like to have amazing customer service. Like that's all it takes to have an amazing business. That customer service in the U.S. is so poor. You know, you don't even have to be amazing to have people grab people's attention. Um, so, so be considerate. Be all the things that go into amazing customer service. Think outside that box with your team. That could be your niche, and you could have just a, a regular old product. You just deliver it in an amazing way, so that people just love you, and bundle your services together. So somebody, you know, every consumer loves to be, I shouldn't say this, many consumers in your niche, you'll find people who love what you're specializing in. So there's always going to be four seasons and there's always going to be Motel 6. Some people are specializing in saving every dollar they can on a hotel experience and other people are willing to spend more money for that hotel experience. So you'll always find people on all ends of the spectrum. So develop a niche where you can be special and you can stand out because mediocrity is dead. You know, you're just then you're competing on price, which is a dead end solution. Create the niche and then bundle as many services as you possibly can because most consumers, unless they're lonely and they just like to get out, really rather go to one place and get as much stuff as they possibly can, as fast as they possibly can. And you're, I'm a dentist, right? So it's easy to find people that don't want to go to a dentist. So anything I can do to make it easier for somebody to get whatever the dentistry does for them in less time, get more of it in less time, they're all about sign me up. Like that just makes sense to most people. And I say, as a rule, if you look at the growth of say Amazon online shopping, there has to be something said for people wanting to get more faster, get more things done quicker, which frees up their time to do what they want to do. I don't have to go to the store to try on different clothes. I can go online, I can buy 17 shirts that I think I like and return 15 to the 17 quicker, faster, truly bundle it all together. I love that. I love those concepts. I mean, the core of it is quite simple. Yeah. It's just how much time you're putting in multiplied by the leverage or the amount of production per the time that you have. And the key there is to maximize on that leverage. Right. But I think for new entrepreneurs and maybe not even new, it's like all entrepreneurs, so many of us feel like we're just stuck in the weeds. Like we've just got to get this next thing done. How do we even build the time to start thinking about ways to build leverage? Well, so one question, Mike, in that, in, as you picture that, that scenario, are there, is there just the entrepreneur or do they have other folks that either are, I'll say volunteer in the sense of volunteer, but they are committed to showing up and doing the work or are there employees, paid employees in your, in the scenario you just described? Let's say that the entrepreneur is just starting out and it's just them. Sure. Then, uh, then, then I would say you may have to keep the same number of hours you're doing. Maybe don't increase your hours. I'm all for, like get balance in your life. You don't want to pay Peter to have Paul run away with your life and you know, all this stuff. So this lifestyle has a huge amount to do with success. Success isn't should never be defined by money alone. That's just one of the measures of success. So uh, again, for me, it would be bundling would be, so what other services could I add to the mix all by myself, to my mix, either by partnering with other folks who, who might be like, we can collaborate on a service 
So when people come to me, I can uh, I can easily offer you their services to you either in my facility. They come one day a week or a period a week, and they provide that service, uh, or you go see them. But I'm still the on the connective person. So add more services to your mix so that when people do start spending time with just you, can't leverage any employees, but they spend time with you. So you're still the salesperson, right? Nothing happens without a sale. So if you're the sole person, then you're responsible for all, pretty much all sales. And some sales may be very transactional. You know, for instance, if I went to buy a Ford 150 red, blah, 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 it's the same vehicle no matter where I go. Where as opposed to if I go to get a haircut, it's not the same haircut everywhere I go. It's very different. So the service as versus the actual commodity. But even either way, you can start adding more of those things to it as yourself, just by yourself. And by doing so, you create more value in everything you are, and you can charge according to that value, therefore increasing the amount of revenue you're getting just every single time you work with a person. One, and then two, you know that the best dollars you're ever going to spend on your business will be on on you. Like mm-hmm. make you a better version of you. So if you looked at that and you said, so I'm all by myself. So like, how do you, where do you picture this vision? Like where's, what's, what one, what is it? What's the, what's the noble purpose of your business? Like if you went out of business, something would be missing from the world. And you really need to think about that enough so you can identify like, what is that thing? And then too, like who do you, st- what do you stand for? Like, what are your cultures? What, who am I? Like, what, what kind of things do we allow and not allow? Where do we draw lines in the sand and all different things? So at the very least, you should have a very clear definition of those things in your mind. So at some point, as you're looking at that, I say, well, I'm just a struggling small business and that's the way I see myself. So, well, you know, the world would say what you think about, you get more of. Hey, it's Mike. Let's beat the banks at their own game. Traditional banks don't have great interest rates, but they charge businesses like Norhart higher rates and they keep all the profits. Why don't we cut out the middleman and connect directly, thus leaving more for both of us? Invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and get more than you ever could at a bank? This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. So you're going to get more of a small struggling business all by yourself as opposed to here's my vision. Here's what I see. Here's what I need. Here's what the world needs. And here's how I look at it. Here's where it's going to be in one year, two years, three years, four years. Granted, it's going to go one step at a time, but here's where it needs to be in five years. This for here's where it needs to be in three years, then one year, and then in 90 days. And here's what I need to do this week. And then tomorrow morning, here's the three things, most important three things that are moving me towards that next goal, all by myself. And at some point, it'll become obvious revenue otherwise that I can add somebody. Perfect. Now we got to get that person very much on board with. Here's our noble purpose, bigger than you and me. Here's what we stand for. Here's what we do and here's what we don't do. If you don't like those, don't work here because you're not going to like it here. We, we adhere to these principles and these rules. Um, and then from there, it can go into like, what's your job? What's my job? What do I need to drop as the owner? Because I've always done it, but I shouldn't be doing it anymore. What are all these different positions? And initially, you know, you, ha- you should really have an organization as you look at right? What's the five-year business look like? 
what's that organizational chart, organizational board, accountability chart, whatever you want to call it. You know, you got the visionary, you have the COO, you have all these people. Like, make that chart. And guess what? Your name's going to be every single one of them. Your sales, your marketing, your repair, your this, your that. Like, you're the, you're the deal. That's it. Great. But at some point in time, it's going to make sense. No, take your name out and put somebody else's name in. And what's the most next valuable person? Put that in there. Or what is it that you really aren't very good at and you don't like doing? Well, great. Find somebody that's, that's a really key position. Find somebody that loves doing that and they're good at it. So you talk about bringing out in staff to help bridge some of those gaps as you grow. I can imagine for a brand new entrepreneur to struggle, I like at some point, you know, you need to hire someone, but the fear of doing that, like the effort and energy involved in hiring someone, but also the expense and knowing that you've got to cover that payroll. At what point would you coach an entrepreneur to take the leap of faith and hire someone? Yeah, this is a great question. And I'm not sure there's, there's one answer for sure. Right? Some of it has to do with, with trajectory. A lot of it, you know, this is this is really very hard to quantify, Mike, uh, and, and I know you know this, but it's like, where does that person see themselves in six months? You know, like it's a, it's a fun story that uh, 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 Tiger Woods, before he ever won a professional golf tournament, never, he played in, in college, very good player, played in college, but before he, he, before he won any professional golf tournaments, Nike awarded him the single biggest endorsement they'd ever given any athlete in the history of Nike. Slowly, and as the guy defended, like, so, like, how did you write such a big check for this guy? He never won a damn thing. Like, how did you do this? And the, and the guy said, I just listened to him. Like, this guy said he's going to be the best golfer in the world. And I believe it. Like, he just knows it. He just it. He just has it. So there's something to be, you know, that, that, that as versus the person that's constantly doubting themselves. It's like, perfect. We all have a journey. I can imagine Tiger doubted himself at some point in time, you know. So you're on a journey, but that, can factor into it. You know, you wouldn't want to say jump right in, boom, boom, where you look at the person's like, yeah, but I don't know. You know, they're, they're wishy-washy because one, you're probably not going to attract a really great employee. Like you really want to hire Michael Jordan. That's who you want. You want people that they get it. They want to go. They want you, you define to them what success looks like, man, they are all in. Right. And you know, Michael Jordan isn't going to go play for the worst franchise in the league. It's like they don't get it. I'm not going there. So that's part of it too. Is like you, the, the more you can spend time and money on yourself, you know, how do I do that? Well, there's lots of podcasts, a la, that are free. Go to the, some of those and get great information. Like just absorb that, get around that. Read books, you know, another source of those many, many sources. You're looking to say, how do I get rid of that self-doubt and get in that, that mindset of like, no, anything is possible. I can make this happen. And then uh, you talk about how important it is to invest back in yourself. And I could totally see that as a way to also leverage your time again. If you're investing in yourself, doing better at the kind of work that you're doing, adding services like bundling to help elevate that leverage for yourself, that's fantastic. But there's a challenge there, I've found at least. Mm -hmm. How do you identify what the right things to learn are versus the things that are not worth your time to learn? Mm -hmm. Well, and so you mean from like of all learning? Yeah, just from a learning perspective. Yeah. Well, for sure, you know, and again, I don't want to sound redundant, but the business is never going to be any any bigger or better than as you see it in your mind. So if you can't, if you have a business and say, so what would be, I don't like, so say you took the dental business. So I think that if you said the average sale of a dental practice, not saying that's what it's worth, but say the average sale of a dental practice in the United States, 2022, 
is about somewhere between 800 and 900,000. So if you said, so I see myself as owning a practice that's just, that's just shy of a million dollars in revenue every single year, like that, that's where I see it. Okay, awesome. And then you're sitting next to a gal who says, well, that's great, but I see myself, my practice selling at 4.3 million and I can't imagine a cent less. Well, mm-hmm. they're both right, but there's two totally different next steps. How do I get better? How do I do this? So if the guy who gets in 4.3, like, like that's not possible. It's like, oh yeah, let me show you. Dun, 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 dun. There's 10 people right there that are doing ex- in excess of that. Oh my, well, that's not, well, so anyway, you know, it's not possible. It's, it's not possible for me where my mind is right now, but you know, cause somebody could break the four minute mile. Like, guess what? Boom, boom, boom. After Roger did that, a million other people jumped on board. It's all about, it can be done. Now I can do it too. Um, so I, that has to be there. So once that's there, whatever level it's at, then for me, it's from the standpoint, just looking into the space and saying, so here's my noble purpose. Here's why this business exists. And what and what other things can I add that are just organically added in the sense that they fit beautifully with that purpose that add value to the consumer? And you certainly can argue, I'm going to add something and it's going to create value. There are products that have done that, you know, you know, that, uh, that Princess uh, Steve Jobs, Apple, some of the products he, he says, like, the world doesn't know it yet, but they need a place that they can put all their music on one place and just pull it up at once. So he, he developed something that was like, whoa, this is awesome. But the world wasn't necessarily clamoring for it. He just saw the need and developed the need for it. There's that, but there are also so many things that people are just, I'd love to just, just make, it, make my life better, that the consumers are demanding it. Add add something in that, that totally is congruent with what you're doing. Don't start chasing, you know, this the the shiny objects over here and over here. It would be kind of nice. Like I'm a CPA, but I think we'll have a little spa in the back room. It's like no, dude. Like no, stay with stay with where it is, stay in your niche. Unless somehow you can connect those dots and say like it's all part of that that waiting experience for that big insurance hit on your taxes. You got to get a massage to, you know, to loosen you up for these bad news or what? Well, I don't, I'm, I'm being funny here now, but it really makes sure it's congruent with your, with that noble purpose of why your business is significant. And if your business went away, you really have to feel this way. My business went away. There'd be a void in the universe in some way because it's gone. Hey, it's Mike. Passive income is one of this year's hottest buzzwords, but what is it? Well, passive income is when the elite make money and the rest of us sleep. Here at Norhart, we decided to open up this opportunity to everyone by giving you the chance to invest with us and earn fantastic interest rates without doing a thing. To learn more, visit norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T.com and click on invest. So if you're looking to grow your returns, then why not join Norhart Invest today and see what you can build towards. This is an offering by Norhart Invest. Investments can only be made through the Norhart Invest website. For more information, including the offering circular, please visit norhart.com forward slash invest. Make sure you know the purpose, the mission, the values of the organization first so you know the direction you're heading. As you mentioned, I've met a lot of billionaires and they just think differently. They think a lot like Tiger Woods. They have a different perspective on life, which has helped get them where they're going to be. That mindset is everything. If I think back to the original question, one of the areas that at least I would dive into if I were starting out again is sales and marketing. 
If you put more time into learning and mastering that skill set, that has a big impact on the overall growth of your business. But I want to ask you, yeah. what do you see is different between the $900,000 dentistry practice and the $4 million one? What are they doing that's different? Yeah. Well, it's, so it's really one of two paths. One is that, uh, for instance, the path that I chose was that I, I saw myself as able to help well. One is that I had the desire to add lots of services that new people were interested in and to provide those services myself. Didn't have to, that was a path that I chose. And so, so the idea of how do we, how do we create overall, how do we increase overall revenue? I'll focus on revenue per unit of time. So I'll say dollars per hour. How do we increase dollars per hour? So in the dental field, if I looked at and said, well, I can do this procedure on 10 people or I can do 10 of the same procedure on one person, which one is a better use of my time? And mm -hmm. the second one is a much better use of my time. I can be much quicker, much faster, and much more efficient if I can do 10 on one person rather than clean the room, number two, clean the room, number three, get them numb, clean the room, number seven. All that, uh, it's just you know, a roller coaster. You're, on, you're just running as fast as you can. Not that that's wrong, but that wasn't for me. I didn't want that put on roller skates and run my life off. One, and and again, so you're asking me, so my individual, our, my goal was I wanted to change people's lives. I want to do a very significant amount of stuff for very few people rather than a little tiny bit of stuff for lots of people. Personal choice, totally reflected in noble noble purpose. And so that idea of, of how do we do that would be get lots of skills of doing that and then bundle that together. And again, you know, so dentistry is different, but all businesses are basically the same, which is most consumers really rather be someplace else than your business. Mm -hmm. So in a dental standpoint, it makes sense if somebody came and said, well, here's all the work that, that I, the, I, the consumer, want to have done. So you mentioned sales. Of course, part of that process, you know, I like to be able to get a really healthy definition of sales. You know, sales is a win-win, has to be a win-win. And to me, the win-win should be as optimal. Let's, let's look, look at optimal everything it could possibly be as opposed to just one small thing. So in dentistry, it could be like, well, it's not just, smile it's not just bite it's not just health it's not just no disease you know it's all kinds of things that can be are associated with that so what does optimal look like and how does that tie in with our noble purpose of who we are and so here's what optimal looks like so so when you're talking to people every patient in the world would rather be like well i'd rather get all that done at once no disrespect david but i'd rather be someplace else than a dentist you know like to me it'd be like well no disrespect carpenter contractor guide, but I'd rather be without a house for two weeks rather than be without the house for four months, you know, the work in the kitchen and the work out here. So there's lots of different things, parallels in different industries where we could apply that to and then have the capacity to deliver upon that. So to the customer, win-win, great. I get all this work done in my house in two weeks rather than four months. And uh, I, the, I, the contractor, in this case, I, the dentist, look at say much more profitable in dollars per hour because I get my old crew there. I do all the work at once. We bring the other crews in, in, in the contracting one. For me, it's like one patient, four, five, six hours, whatever that looks like, working that as opposed to six people in six hours. That's great. And the, the deeper principle I would say here is that 
David's been there, right? He's giving us the insight that is helping us understand how to grow that kind of business. But wherever you want to go, there's likely someone who's been there before. And something I've used over and over again is to identify those people that they're at where I want to be and invite to learn as much as you possibly can from them to replicate that same success. David, how can our audience get a hold of you or find you if they like to learn more about what you do? Oh, sure. Well, I'm easy to find. Um, it's, it's an easy to find rock. Uh, probably the easiest place would just be the uh, company website. So the name of the company is Ultimate Success in Dentistry. The website is ultimatesuccess.dentist. And there's another easier one to remember, which is which is the number 4M40, 40, or any way you want to spell it right, it'll come up, it'll take you to the same place just because it's easier, easier for folks to find it. Um, and then you could, uh, you know, my, my, uh, the second book I wrote was just published. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Uh, and that's uh, called Peak Success, an Entrepreneurial Guide to Business Prosperity. If you just peak success and start typing in and, it's the only one that pops up. So uh, it's easy to find there and contact information such as is also at parts in that book. And, and that is from a dentist perspective, Mike, of the book. Um, but as the publishers are going through it, they said, so we're thinking about different things in the book and titles. And it seems like this could be applied to any business, not just dentistry, some of your examples of dentistry, but it could be, do you want to limit it just to dentists in particular, or do you want to open that scope up? And so we opened it up in many ways so that anybody could read that and say, oh, okay, I get the idea that this example is in dentistry, but it can easily be applied to cosmetology, CPA, construction, whatever it might be. So so those two places, website and uh, book itself. And, uh, and now I'm easy to find. And, and I love your idea, you know, uh, that oftentimes I think that as I seek out folks, uh, you know, that are further ahead on the journey and just, you know, so many talented people out there, it's just an amazing world that oftentimes those people are, are you know, like when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, so, so, so David, can you teach me about this? You know, there's a certain amount of, of, uh, like it's an honor, right. When somebody asks you that, like you actually will, you actually want me to teach you something. Uh, that you find that these folks, you know, that are ahead, as you mentioned, like ahead in the journey of where you are, they often as they're very willing to share their information. Like, like it's like, really, I'd love to, love to share, love to help you out, whatever, you know. So, uh, so as as daunting as it might be, you know, to reach out to somebody in that you look at, say, like, that person is amazing. That person is amazing. You may very well find that the vast majority of those people, if you approach them sincerely and say, like, I'd really like to learn from you, that they're like, cool, let's figure it out. I'll help you a little or a lot, but uh, they're, they're always willing, it seems like. So true. I've had so many incredible mentors to help me grow and learn throughout my career, yeah. but so many of them are open to helping because they feel a little bit of a sense of joy of helping right. you succeed on your journey. So today we learned about leverage and how to use that to free up your time and actually make more money. David gave us a number of tips and tricks on how to er, uh, achieve that leverage. But even deeper than all that, identify the people that have been where you want to go. Learn from them so that you can start building in the leverage correctly for your own business. David, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, Mike, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, keep up the great work. It's, uh, it's awesome information you're dispensing to the, your listeners in the universe. So uh, kudos to you, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, David. Thank you.